All right, we ready to roll? We're ready. All right, let's do it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Mid-Level Show. I am your host, Ben Rogers. Uh, just a quick recap as, as far as what this show is. This is where, where we get the, the people inside of our office offices treating patients. We get their views on this week's Doctor's Note, the Performance Weekly that goes out every Monday. And this week is a really interesting topic. Um, Dr. Rogers is talking about back pain, and, you know, that's kind of hit close to home for for me and my family and, you know, of course, Dr. Rogers and, and his wife, my, my parents. So, uh, so we're going to jump right in here, guys. And I, I'm going to start with you, Amber, because of your experience um, in a n- neurological surgery clinic. Is that the, the correct way of saying it? Neurosurgery. Yeah, Neuro- <laughs> neurosurgery. <laughs> uh, so why don't you go ahead and just give, uh, give the audience here a, br- a brief background on that, kind of what you did and your perception of uh, the article that went out this week. It was a great article. I was saying to, about um, before we started how all of these things I thought I was going to hit on, Dr. Rogers totally went down the list and hit. And I was like, well, way to go. What a, you know, all conclusive article. But um, so prior to performance medicine, I worked for three years um, out of uh, grad school at a neurosurgery office. Um, but I was I was on the pain management side of the practice, so the non-surgical. So, you know, back pain or neck pain was pretty much my everyday. And um, those were people who had had surgery, who had not had surgery. They were, um, it wasn't just medication-based. We did a lot of um, epidural steroid injections or SI joint injections. So um, kind of like beyond your primary care with back pain after you've had an MRI and there's some some um, pathology happening, you know, the next steps of how to handle that pain. Um, that, that that, yeah, that, that's really interesting. That sounds a lot like, you know, what, what mom was going through this past week with her pain, just trying to, you know, relieve some of the, some of the pressure there. Was, was there anything in the article that stood out to you as far as, you know, treatments and prevention that, that you really connected with? I thought it was very well written. There's a couple things that I learned that uh, really struck a chord with me, um, having worked in neurosurgery clinic, but also through the article, um, back pain is back injuries, I should say, are not always one massive event. I had so many patients who it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Their back went out when they were exiting a car or when they were bending over to pick up a, a small object. It wasn't when they were, you know, lifting, um, a ton of weight, even though, as Dr. Rogers said, that's a, a, a surefire way to injure your back. But sometimes it's these little bitty tiny straws that pile up. And then, you know, if you're not doing those things, as he said, core stability and core training is absolutely key to a strong back. And so um, those kinds of things. um, No, my biggest takeaway for back pain, a back injury, whether it's a massive injury, you know, I mean, obviously, if it's a massive injury and then go to the ER. But if, you know, if you have some back pain that you wake up with and it's self-limiting, do do steroid. I mean, anti-inflammatories for about 72 hours and rest, ice heat. Um, And then you may have to come, you know, get a steroid or something. And then, you know, you don't want to immediately jump to imaging unless, of course, now here in the ER, we always would send patients, of course, if there was bowel or bladder incontinence. If you have a back injury that leads to that, you go to the ER. Kara, did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. We did. We did, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was amazing how many people 
have back pain and the cost of treatment that he mentioned early in the article. Um, and, um, you know, with performance medicine, we're trying to stay focused more on preventative and on prevention. So um, I think that's uh, really Im important uh, for our patients too. And also with anti-inflammatories, you know, make sure you're taking them with food and um, that you're spacing them far enough apart because, you know, that can have some long-term effects, you know, on your kidneys and liver and things like that. So there, it's, it's very involved. Yeah, I, I when you're treating somebody with back pain, I agree. And and Andy, I'm going to let you pick up there um, because you've mentioned to me in the last couple of days just about the importance prevention is for you and how you're seeing a chiropractor and stuff for your own back. Uh, why don't you you know piggyback on on what Kara was saying there? You're you're saying so many trigger words right now. I will pick up, but with my not my back. And sure, I will piggyback your knees. On what was it? <laughs> your knees with knees with the knees yes not with the bag um yeah before okay before i talk about that yes i've had some recent a recent back injury but i don't even want to call it an injury i was doing a sean t 25 minute video and did something that i shouldn't have been doing and it it i felt a pop it hurts it got better so my i don't want to put me in the category of like crazy back pain but I do find that chiropractic work has been a godsend to me. It has really relieved uh, my everyday pain and stiffness. But, okay, this is off of what um, what Karen Amber have said, because you all have worked in neurosurgery and a pain management side and ER. Do you not, coming out of school, I'm a year out of PA school, everybody is scared to death of opioids. So whenever I see chief complaint of back pain, my eyes are like, like this and uh, uh don't like i don't really want to touch that did you all feel the same way as providers I feel like i have an automatic negative connotation did you all feel the same way is it because of our training is it because everybody with back pain you have this red flag of someone's trying to get something out of you did y'all feel that way i don't want to put y'all on the spot but oh, did y'all no. feel that way I think things have gotten worse um, now than than when I um, than when I graduated. But um, I think um, it's very important not to become um, jaded um, because you know people can come in with back pain and they can have like a triple A. So I mean, you know, it, you always need to evaluate. The history is the most important part of the exam, and and uh, just make sure that is indeed um, what it is. But um, but I think um, in more recent years that the opioid crisis has made us, um, you know, more hesitant. And I think there are laws that only allow um, schedule, you know, schedule twos for a certain period of time. And I know there's a lot of doctors that, you know, are um, not writing them. They're using a lot of other, you know, like tramadol or flexoril or something like that. What about you, Amber? What, what did you all do? Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, we, the thing is we were a certified pain management clinic. So opioids were a part of my every day, but it was always given a certain criteria that a patient met. It was not for a patient who had a normal MRI or no prior surgeries or for new patients. Um, it was one of those things that was a for an acute injury where there was pathology on an MRI, as you said, to get them on a more chronic level, um, there was some patients who had tried 
a litany of other things without success. In our clinic and our practice, I feel like we do a great job. We're going to kind of be that bridge. We don't prescribe opioids, uh, but we are going to do those steroids and anti-inflammatories and muscle relaxers to at least in that hyper acute phase. Because here's the thing, 98% of even disc herniations can heal. Am I cutting in and out? Cause my screen is kind of, okay, good. Um, so they can heal um, on their own without surgery. Now that doesn't mean all sur- surgeries are necessary, but the thing is, we're a great bridge to, to in that hyper acute phase. And then if needed, you move on to a, a neurosurgery type clinic or pain management where you can have some injections of, or of that nature. I, I just, I think it's important for providers, if you're listening to this, to not, I think with what you said, Karen, not to get jaded because from right now, I that is my first night, my number one thing I think when I see back pain, chief complaint, I think this person wants an opioid. And, and that's not true. I just witnessed it this last week with mom's back going out. She can't walk and she can now, but it's, it's a scary thing and not a pain seeking thing. So I think that's taught me a valuable lesson as a provider to not jump to that conclusion, but it's also maybe think whenever you see what your parents go through, it makes you want to avoid it. Like the friggin' plague. I do not want what just happened to mom. So all these exercises he talks about, really strengthening core and strengthening your back with paraspinal muscle exercises and not trying to go to the gym to be this huge shoulders, huge chest, hunched over huge legs, but really protecting your back with good posture uh, and doing the, uh, yoga, uh, Pilates, that type, that type of exercise to me ages well. And so that's really what I took from this is, God, if you don't, if you don't want something to go out, you don't want your back to go out. Yeah, I love that, Andy. And, and, and Fran, Fran, why don't you say kind of what your what your thoughts were? I know you're just listening to the to the podcast episode. Well, I, I did. I listened to it on Monday. I was just re-listening to it. But um, from a personal perspective, I've been through all this. I'm, mm-hmm. I've had back surgery. I've I've dealt with back pain. So I would never think somebody was actually trying to get opioids because I you can you can tell when someone's back is in spasm. It is the most painful thing. You cannot move. You can barely move your arms. It's horrible. Um, so there are so many different things to help you get out of back pain, like was already mentioned. But, um, you know, you can do all the right things. You can, you can exercise. You can lift weights properly. And you can still wake up one morning and not be able to get to the bathroom, which is what happened to me. And um, wasn't overweight. I had not stopped exercising. I just, something happened. And it took me two years to, um, I finally ended up having surgery after doing all the alternative things. I started with chiropractic and everything helped for a while. I had epidural steroids. They were wonderful. I was like a new person, but it was a Band-Aid for me. And when it wore off, I was right back in pain. So after, after two years, I finally decided, you know, I want to be able to ride my horses and lift hay bales and function again. And I had a micro discectomy and today I'm great, but I do do twice a week. I do strength training 
core strength mm -hmm. training with a personal trainer to make sure I do it correctly to keep my back from going out. Yeah, it's so I never want to be like that again. It's so interesting. Have you, go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. Have you had any? I can't oh, hear you, Andy. I was going to have any issues since then. After like my surgery, spasms I, out of a few times playing tennis, I had, um, I had some issues and that is when I decided I needed the personal trainer. And since I've been doing the core strength training twice a week, never miss it. I, I have been fine. Will you How go long ago was your surgery? My surgery was in 2013, 13 or 14. So long time ago. Well, one thing yes. I was going to ask you, Fran, is, is what are some of those exercises that have, that have really helped you um, out of curiosity? The one was, he mentioned it in his note. Now I'm drawing a blank on it. That one method, the, is it McKenzie? McKenzie method? It. Yes. Where you, uh, he you lay on your stomach and you push up. I did a lot of the McKenzie method. I did ego skew. I, I did every everything that was out there. I hung upside down by my feet. Um, he, he's a big compo uh, proponent of that, actually. Uh, the thing where you inversion. were the inversion. That's right. That that inversion therapy. And I actually got a, a few emails from the website after the note went out about that, uh, which I find mm -hmm. fascinating. It does. I, I don't know exactly how it works. But uh, maybe it's a blood flow thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a uh, stretching things out. Sort of inversion tables. Yeah, yeah. A lot they, of... they decompress when you when you're turned upside down. It just kind of pulls your vertebra apart and decompresses. Have you found yeah. success with that, Amber? Have you seen that work pretty well for people? My dad does it faithfully. He was similar to to Fran. You know, not an overweight guy, very active, and his back went out getting out of the car one day, and he was in the floor for almost seventy two hours, and it just. I mean, we were with him. He wasn't by himself, but um, <laughs> his inversion table has, but unlike Fran, he was kind of a non-surgical. He has a severely degeneration, degenerative disc in his lower back with barely any disc left. It was almost like an auto fusion. So his was more of a degenerative type pain, but by doing the inversion table, he gets a lot of good release from those vertebrae, just kind of, you know, kind of pulls them apart a little bit. Sometimes there's injury um, with women, like in childbirth, L4, L5, L5, S1. Um, you'll you'll see that sometimes, not immediately after, but sometimes later. So the degeneration, the degeneration, or the, 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 the <laughs> <laughs> SI joints are very common in women, childbearing women, or women who have had children. So that's why when, with your mom, when they said SI joint, I thought, oh, yeah. That, well, one thing I'm I'm noticing, and you know, I was in the Kingsport office yesterday. Is is everyone has a has a back pain story uh, of their own, and you know, just like Fran was saying, and just like Amber was saying with with her dad, you know, I, I feel like I feel like it it sounds kind of bad to say, you know, you're just waiting for that straw to break, um, but but man, it, it seems like it's it's very common, and it's something that is super debilitating and it's worthwhile to do everything that you can, you know, to prevent just like what Fran is doing now. Um, and you know what I, I know a lot of us are, are trying to do, uh, but, but it does seem super common. And, and the, the one thing Dr. Rogers said in, in the article is that it's, it's really debilitating. It's like a very common thing that can really throw your life upside down, uh, you know, literally and figuratively, you know, and I see Andy, you're, you're nodding your head there. You got some thoughts on that? 
No, yeah, because dad's back went out probably 15 years ago, 16 years ago. It was just us in the house. And he, it was in the middle of the night and he was banging on my wall on the floor. Um, we had to get my granddad and my uncle to come over and help. And it was, um, it's, a, it's, it is no joke. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a scary thing to happen. When it happens to you, just don't forget it. Well, and also too, if, if anyone's listening and it has happened to you or, you know, take the knowledge away from it, that if it happens to you or if it happens to someone, you know, most important things you can do for them, you know, don't panic. Um, obviously, if it's, if there's radiation, that's a big thing. If it's back pain, you know, that's one thing. But if there's pain that's radiating down in a specific nerve line, down one or both sides of your, into the buttock or down the legs or around into the groin, um, you know, manage it initially if it's a, a, an injury you know take um an anti-inflammatory and you know a steady dose rest ice heat you know make sure you're not gonna i'm just gonna work through this pain uh, because you'll end up compounding an injury so take away what you can do and obviously you know make an appointment with a doctor so that you know they can kind of see is a steroid warranted do you need a muscle relaxer is there spasming um if things do not improve then that's when you're going to start looking at, um, you know, do we need imaging and things of that nature? Uh, I want to follow up with that, Amber. When, when do you, when would you suggest somebody go see somebody for this sort of thing? If you are having back spasms or back pain, is it? Do you wait till you get to the point where you're on, where you're on the floor and can't get up? Is that kind of the? It depends on the injury because if it is a massive injury like that, well, like a little injury that you know turns into something where you can't walk, then of course you're going to want to call and be like, oh, I need to be seen. Even if you do recover in 72 hours, let's say you can't get in immediately, but getting, getting somewhere, um, if you, if you feel like it's something that, um, can be managed with like an anti-inflammatory, if you have a muscle relaxer and you can rest it out about 72 hours, you can see if you have any type of radiation, bowel bladder incontinence, like that's an emergency. So that's something that you can't wait on. So it just depends on what you're presenting with. Pain is not necessarily indicative of I'm going to be rushing to surgery right now, but it could be serious. So you just have to know your body and listen and you try these things. And if you don't get any relief, then take the next step. I love that. And I mean, one of, one of my big takeaways from this conversation here is, is number one, you know, as providers, you know, not being jaded with, with pain. Um, because I, I know that's a, that's a, that's a scary thing for, from a provider standpoint. Um, and it's, and it's kind of, you know, top of mind, I know for, for, you know, most people seeing patients. Um, and the other thing is, is, is just prevention and, and knowing the things that you can do to, to avoid situations like that and being safe with the way you're lifting things with the way you're working out. Um, and also knowing that there's, you know, there's things that you can do. And, and I think Fran's a, you know, perfect example of that, of, you know, there's, there's procedures, there's treatments out there that can, that can get you back on your feet. Um, and, you know, living, you know, living your best life, you know, quote unquote, um, guys, is there anything else that we want, Andy, you want to say something before we, before we rock out here? Yeah. I just want to uh, cross-reference, too, to more of what we do at Performance Medicine. Yes, you know, addressing, you know, kind of the acute back pain, but also the hairy back, um, which you do suffer from, Ben. So um, we can fix that as well. Our highly trained aesthetic department takes care of that. 
she can not only wax uh jasmine and kelly uh jasmine is in knoxville kelly's in the tri-cities can take care of that hairy back through waxing through laser through prayer whatever whatever is necessary so we can help out with that as well ben and just a plug in yes. for ernie who if you need yes. help with a diagnostic tool of where i mean this man his knowledge of anatomy he can literally pinpoint which lumbar vertebra or if it's a muscle if it's the, if it's a SI joint. So if you are having back pain and you're unsure, you don't even need imaging. Just see Ernie. Just see Ernie. <laughs> uh, I love it. And what'd you say, Andy? What? Oh, I said he's a magician. He, he's he, amazing. He's incredible. <laughs> and he's on a, he's been on a couple of our shows. So for anyone who has not uh, gotten to experience uh, his wealth of knowledge just on physical therapy and, and, uh, all things, you know, strength, uh, to be honest, you guys got to check him out. Uh, we sh will probably have to get him on the show here shortly. Uh, guys, great insight. And Andy, I, I didn't expect that with, with the back here. I'm gonna, I need to schedule an appointment with, with Jasmine ASAP. Uh, <laughs> just tell her to grip it and rip it. Grip it okay. and rip it. I'll be gone. <laughs> guys, uh, great, great insight today. This was such a fun conversation on a, you know, very common, uh, reason that people go see the doctor and something that can be, you know, as we've said, very debilitating. So thank you for the insight, guys. Thank you for the time. And uh, as always, we're going to see you guys next week. Um, listeners out there, thank you guys for, for checking out the show and, and hanging out with us. Um, if you have not subscribed to the podcast on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do. Uh, and if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, we work really hard on that. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you, guys. Love you, guys. We'll talk to you all soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.